After Paul quit as co-manager at New Mains United last week, there have been more developments at the club this week. Paul gives us the latest on that as a one era at Victoria Park ends and another begins. Craig Menzies also joins us to discuss his move from Conference B-side St Caddox to Premier League leaders Pollock. Plus, there's Mark Mackay's Best of the West. It's all here as we go down the divisions. Good to have you along as we take a look at Scotland's lower leagues. First up, a quick word for our sponsors, media agency 44 Creative. Not only do they have photographers, graphic designers, videographers and video editors to help promote your content, brand, organisation or event, they now offer website services too. They make creation personal and they'd love to hear from you. Find out more at www.44creativehq.com and we'll include that link in the description on your podcast player too. Back to the show and please do keep the comments and suggestions for guests coming. If you're a club in the lower leagues looking for more exposure, we'd also like to hear from you. Our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can contact us through Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. My name's Chris Jane and I'm the Cohen and Rangers manager. You're listening to Down the Divisions. Before we chat some more, we've got the Down the Divisions decider. We'll give you four clues for a particular club from SPFL, League One, down all the way into the lower leagues, then reveal the answer at the end of the show. Right, Paul, you ready for this? Yeah, as always. Didn't get yours last week, so um, we'll see how we get on this week. This week, I'm looking for the club whose roots are attached to a school and their first captain was a teacher. There's a definite clue in that, Paul. Mm-hmm. After having several applications knocked back, they were accepted into the Highland League in 1994 after Inverness Cali and Inverness Thistle merged and joined the senior ranks. Any ideas yet? No, man, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'll keep listening. A former boss is ex-Rangers and Hearts player Davy Kirkwood. Right. And they are recognised as the most northerly professional club in the UK. Can I ask a question? Always, Paul. Are they still in the Highland League? Are they out the Highland League? They are still in the Highland League. That did not help me one little bit. We'll see if you've uh, managed to come up with the answer at the end of the show. Hi, I'm Gordon Moffat. I'm the manager of Clyde Bank, and you're listening to Down the Divisions. Well, last week, Paul, uh, you spoke passionately, you spoke honestly, you spoke emotionally about just why you decided to leave New Mains United after three years in in co-charge. I know you'd said you'd stay on in the background to help the club transition towards a new setup, Um, but... There's fresh news on that today. Yes, fresh news this week. Obviously, we interviewed a, a few candidates for the job, but it wasn't, as I said last week, it wasn't just about a manager coming in uh, because a manager coming in 
with all the will in the world, wouldn't be able to run the club. It needed a lot more than that. So one candidate come forward uh, who runs a successful youth setup uh, and his wife. Oh, sorry, it's not his wife, his partner. Uh, and they brought along a, another guy who had been involved in junior football committees before. Quite a young guy as well. And they've teamed up with our current manager, or current interim manager, which is Davey Menelos. And they've done a full presentation. And if they achieve a tenth of what they say they can achieve, then that club is in safe hands. Really? So, yeah. So this week, uh, well, that's an exclusive for the show, I suppose. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, James Wynn uh, and his partner, Joanne, along with Kenny Ward, uh, who's ex-Bells Hill, will team out up, bring a, a youth setup of four teams to add to a couple of the, the, the teams and the mini kickers we've got at the club. And David Menelos will be appointed uh, and it's their decision full-time as manager, uh, along with Tommy Morgan as the assistant. So for me, we've now, as of from Tuesday night, exited the club. Obviously, there's a handover period. And uh, because of the way we are set up, when we were in, we set it up as a community interest company. So we've now got the accountants and all that involved to try and get the smooth handover of that. And... Oh, this is an exciting times for New Mains United. Honestly, like I'll be honest with you, Gareth, and we spoke about it. I, I don't think, I didn't think we would find a team of people that would go in and do it. Uh, and listen, they got handed the keys on Wednesday morning. They've got up and they've they've done, you know, plenty of work up there already. So no, it's exciting times for the club, and I'm relieved uh, that, that we've managed to find somebody of the the caliber that we have. So and, and just to make it clear then, I know as we said last week, you said you were staying on to help with this transitional period, but you, you are no longer a representative, whether that be committee, manager, coach, anywhere in the background at New Mains United now. No, I've now exited and yes. uh, I've left it to Angus Nicholson, who's my accountant, to to kind of do that and, and and make sure everything goes swimmingly. So the accountants will deal with that now and Yes, that's an exciting times for the new mains and exciting times for the new mains community as well, Gareth, because the ideas they've got is to, you know, to include, uh, you know, is to include the, the, the full community and get, and get more teams up and running there. And they've got the experience, time and expertise to do that, which is which is absolutely fantastic. Well, I guess it'll be interesting for everybody to see how how that goes. Um, I know new mains are playing Kaluk, I think, this weekend. So, uh <laughs> Not a bad way to start off the the new reign with a with a derby like that. You'll know better than anybody what that game will be about. With well, yeah, absolutely. It'll be listen. It'll be a tough. It'll be a tough game for both teams if it, if it goes ahead. Uh, obviously, we we know this time of year is quite difficult in Victoria Park. Uh, I hope it goes ahead. Uh, I actually watched Kirkuk uh, last Saturday uh, against St Cadix, and honestly if i if I was a neutral, I would get along and watch that on 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 the weekend because it will be a real good derby day and a real opportunity because obviously 
uh, New Mains took a defeat to Gart Cairn on the weekend, which means they dropped down the place. But it's all to play for down there as well. Do you know what I mean? And Kirluk are catchable, but there's a couple of teams round about that you know could catch Kirluk as well. So no, we'll touch on the league tables later on. But you know, I have some real exciting games in the in the final months of the season, and uh, yeah, certainly some good football will be watched. Just finally, you're exiting. This may be an obvious question, but you you hear managers, you hear consortiums talking about how they always want to leave a club in a better state than when they took over. I guess you're talking about exciting times and the new people coming in, maybe having the ability to to now take what you've left there onto another level. But I mean, might, some might look at it wishing they could be in that position now and, and being able to continue it themselves. But you're comfortable with that. You're comfortable with those three years. You've made progress to allow them possibly to put the building blocks in place, which which has then made the club attractive to the likes of these people to come in. I think when we were in Gareth, you go in naive, you go in blind into these things, don't you? But I think you deal you deal with what's on the table and you deal with what's in front of you. I hear I hear people going in all the time saying we've got a three year plan and a five year plan and all that. These these clubs are moving targets. It's, it's a day by day plan. You know, you, with all the will in the world, you've got a three or five year plan to, to do whatever you want. These these are moving targets. I mean, every manager is always three three players away from having a good team. You could go and get those three teams in a, those three players in a week, and then all of a sudden your your plans change. But when we were in there, I think we were in there and injected some real excitement, especially around about the the stuff you were involved in yourself, media academies and. You know, took took a club that never had any media presence, and you know, done some real, real good. You know, I I, I look back in, in the time and think, well, what's the stuff that we done? You know, Christmas songs and getting sponsors involved, and you know, stuff that people weren't doing. So there was that real excitement and that real drive to make this this club exciting. And now these guys have got that as well. So they, you know, there's a foundation that's been there. And they're going to come and inject their passion. Listen, I, speak to, I spoke to, uh, especially James, just before we come on air tonight. Uh, Johan, she's been thrown into the league meeting already tonight. Do you know what I mean? But you can, you, I, I sense it off it. They're buzzing off it. They're, they're dying to get their teeth into it. They, they want us away. Of course they do. They want, you know, they don't want people, ha- you know, hanging around either. So, aye, fantastic. Real exciting. Exciting times for new minds. Honestly, I would... I'm really quite encouraged by it all. My name's Tommy Sloan, Auchinleck Talbot manager. You're listening to Down the Divisions. Unfortunately, this week we were going to have a a main guest, but unfortunately he had to pull out at the the last minute. Um, so we thought that'd give us a good chance to particularly as we've been away for those few months before last week to just have a quick look at things in each of the the uh, I guess it's five, five divisions now, isn't it? Um, five, five divisions: the Premier Division, the three conferences, and then Division Four. Um, so we will start with the Premier first, Paul. Uh, what have what have you made of the Premier? Exciting, honestly, exciting. Seven teams got to drop out of that league this year. Yeah, so and you mean exciting more as much at the bottom as at the top? All the way through the league, games in hand. So. What we'll do, we'll go through this, but 
We also been given a, a, a league table predictions from next year based on standings now. So it'd be good actually to touch maybe on a few things, Gareth, and then go back and, and, and let the listeners know how that's going to work when we kind of go into linear leagues next year, as you'll constantly hear me refer to. But Premier League, top of the league, Murdy's boys, 44 points, played 27 games. That's Pollock. Pollock, yep, sorry. Uh, with Och and Lech, I think they're, they're 11 points behind, uh, but have five games in hand, 15 points to play. Honestly, what a... It's, it's a bit reminiscent of, of the year when the league's got halted and Auchinleck like, were, you know, were, were a lower position because they got so many games in hand and then they ended up winning the the, the, the title that year, didn't they? One point per game. They'd won it on points per game, yeah. So, you know, it, it's exciting stuff as well. Uh, there'll be teams in there, maybe Clyde Bank, uh, Darville. I mean, Darville actually still have... I mean, they still have seven games to play over yeah. as well. So, you know, they're not out to either. Well, if they win every one get one of yeah. their games, they'll ever with Pollock. That's right. So, what a running. I mean, we just touched on, you know, the bottom of Conference B where, you know, Tilray, New Mains, Kaluk, the Albert. Exciting down there. We're now going to the other end of the table. And honestly, if, see if you're a neutral fan, why would you not go out and watch that? Five, six pound to get in. Kids either going for three or a couple of pound. That is, you know, why would you not want to go and watch that? Absolutely. And at the bottom end, at the bottom end, I mean, it's, uh, as you said, so many teams are going to be involved in that relegation scrap, aren't they, towards the end of the season? Well, I think it's fair to say Bonington and Blantyre probably are not going to make it. But then you've got Coburnie right up to... Right up to probably a Kirk and Tillick, Rob Roy. You know, all scrapping, you know, it's a league within a league there, isn't it? And I think we touched on that before, but no, Premier League's exciting. Uh, a lot of people at the beginning of this, Gareth, remember, weren't really sure about a Premier League because they were saying, oh, everybody's coming in, we should all be in conferences. But I think that Premier League's just proven it's, you know, the quality's in there, isn't it? And obviously... Everybody looking at that in terms of, you know, I know we talked about the top end, but as well as winning that Premier Division now, you know, it's it's open at the top, isn't it? As to what comes next, you know, in terms of being able to to live the dream and, and go up further. That's that. But we've, we've also touched on it before, you know, we, we always spoke about in the early shows Pollock and Knock and Left because they, they are the, 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 the big guns, aren't they? Darville as well, of course. You know, I reckon within a right few years they will be SPFL. I don't. I don't think there's any any doubt about that. Yes, they've got to go through the Lowland League and things like that. But to be honest, all the big clubs in the Lowland League, if you look at them now, Kelty Hearts, I think they're top of their league. Yeah. Cove Rangers, who've come out of that Highland League setup to go in there. They're top, top of their league. At top, you know, top of their league. And also, Gareth, compete no problem. So in terms of wage budgets, in terms of quality, you know, of the crowds they get, the support, the fan base, these clubs are a lot bigger than some of the teams down there anyway. So they should be in there. If, you know, if, we, want, if we want Scottish football as a whole to, to be a quality product, they should be in there anyway. Yeah, 
Well, we'll keep uh, keep watching that with interest. Uh, Conference April. Um, we got Arthur at the top there. Um, point clear of uh, Schoss Bonacord. Schoss Bonacord played a couple of games more. And then it's Whitless Victoria in third. Three points for the back uh, at the bottom. You got Salt Coast Victoria at the bottom on seven points. Moving Victoria a couple of points ahead of them. And uh, Luger Boswell Thistle. Um, if they've got four more points than the Nervin Victoria, um, and then there's a big gap up to Talas Mahego. So, um, yeah, what have you what have you made of uh, Conference A so far, Paul? Well, shots of the massive result in the weekend uh, against Les Mahego. They had a, they had a big win there. Uh, but Arthurly, for me, you know, they haven't lost a game all season. They've only played 19 and have, you know, they have two games in hand on shots below them, but then they have you know, five games in hand over teams, you know, in third and fourth and stuff like that. So I, I can't see by them not not winning that. Mo Powerhouse Wilson at Mary Hill, what a season he's having. You know, when you think of Mary Hill before he took over, we're really, really struggling. Uh, and they've, he's went in there, played 24 and, you know, won 14 games. Yeah, they've played a lot more, a lot more than the rest. You know, they're not going to challenge now, but they certainly, uh, I would think they would they would finish round about fourth or fifth this year in that league, which is an absolute massive season. Maybowl as well. For me, Maybowl and Johnson Borough probably punching way above their weight there because, uh, you know, both teams were in over the last couple of years have been in that League One, League Two set up. Uh, so punching well above their weight. We touched on Thomas Devine at fourth this year. What an incredible season they've had. Uh, you know, eighth position. I think that's... I, I was surprised by that as much as much as anyone. I was quite surprised fourth up there. And then we go down to the, the bottom. Uh, Saltcoats, Victoria and Irvin Victoria. And I actually, I went and watched Irvin Victoria against Les Mahego uh, oh, probably a couple of months back now. I'm really surprised Irvin Victoria are down there because honestly, when I mean I've only seen them once this season, well organised, fought, battled, you know, to to get something out the game. So I that that surprises me down there. I'm looking at the league table. There's two, there's, you know, there's two bigger golf at the bottom now. You know, Saltcoats and Irvin are still in single figures, uh, and Luca Boswell Wales on 13 points. They'll, they'll not. I don't think they'll catch Les Mahego now. So, so that'll be. Your, I would think that'll be your three at the bottom there. Uh, but certainly that middle section in Conference A uh, is all to play for. Just briefly on Mary Hill again. I mean, for where they are now, that they, they seem to start a bit slowly, didn't they? So, so it's um, he's obviously pulled it back on track after having a bit of a slow start. I speak to Ross quite regular. I, I like Ross. He's a he's a he's a great guy. Uh, and towards the start of the season, I, I don't think he'll mind me saying this. You know, he just felt that he needed to clear maybe one or two players out. I think that's fair for me to say that. He made some he made some big changes. He did. He, he you know he stuck by his gun. He made some changes. Brought some players in. And they just went on to eh, great things, good run, winning runs, and things like that. So, 
No, he's done a remarkable job there when when you consider, you know, a lot of the, the, the stuff he's up against at Maryhill as well. I think he's uh, no, I don't know, a super job there. Moving on to Conference B, a conference that you all know very, very well. Uh, and I guess now you're away from New Mains, you can maybe talk a bit freer about your, your views on who you think uh, who you think will win this division. Uh, Canvas Lang Rangers, we've talked about their quality and you've experienced their quality at New Mains uh, earlier in the season. Their top played 20 on 54 points. Uh, got Ken a second, played 22 on 49 points. St. Caddox, a third, uh, played 22 on 48 points. Um, and then even you know, Thornywood United are there in fourth, played 22, 45 points. And uh, fifth, Renfrew played 23, 43 points. So um, uh, it's it's uh, it's all to play for there, really. I mean, God kind of obviously got those couple of games in hand, which um, and the five points at the top, but below them, all to play for. Well, Canvas Lang's got a couple of games in hand over over Gart Cairn. Uh, Canvas Lang, when he played 20, uh, and by far the best team we've we've played out of them all. Canvas Lang Rangers, uh, Paul McCall and Billy Campbell, Andy Gorham there. What a job they've done. Honestly, easily for me, the bit the, the hardest team uh, that, that we've come up against. Willie Kinnebra has done a, a brilliant job uh, at, at Cap Cairns coming in there. And St. Cadix, who who are the new boys, uh what a difficult, well, you know, what a difficult team uh, to play against. Change managers as well. Change managers as well. And I actually, as I say, I was at the uh, St. Cardiff's Colloque game on Saturday watching that. Uh, good team, good football side. But for me, the team of the season, Jamie Nesbitt's Thornywood. Honestly, he's got, a, what a squad he's got there. Honestly, I honestly think I know Thornywood won't thank me for saying that, but there's a bigger, a much bigger job for, you know, for him there. Honestly, what a job him and Dolsey have done, absolutely superb. Uh, and we were on the, the, you know, the end of a heavy, heavy defeat to them. Uh, but I went, and he, and, he, and he seems to keep harmony in his squad as well. They've got, a, well, for what I see, they've got quite a big squad. Uh, and by the way, I know I was involved in this division. I think. This is the hardest conference. I really do. Because, you know, you've got three real big hitters in terms of spend and money. That You know, in the Canvas, Langard, Cairn and, and St. Cadix. And then you've got Thornywood, Renfrew uh, and, and Greenock there. Greenock obviously changed their matches a couple of times as well. Uh, and the surprise package has been Sean Kenny's idea, isn't it? They maybe just... The last wee while just tailed off a little bit, but they come out the traps flying. It's been a really actually exciting conference that Chuck uh, Kelly's uh, Glasgow United as well. They had a bad, they got beat 5 0 the other week. Uh, I think it was from Ashfield, if I remember rightly. And I think that kind of just set them back a little bit. Uh, but at the bottom, as I touched on earlier, Royal Albert, who have now and here's the exciting part, being given their points back. They deducted points, but they've been given their points back. We had, we had Peter on earlier in the season um, talking about it, didn't we, and about how he felt it was unfair. New mains play Kirluk, and Dalreith has sort of just started, you know, to pick up a little bit. And Tony McNally, what a job he's done at Kello. 
So it's it's exciting, honestly. It's, it's, I think it's been a great conference. Dead easy now, I'm not in it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, there was some Saturdays I was a worried man. But uh, no, plenty of fixtures in there that people should go along and have a look at as well. Also, we'll touch on Paul Maxwell leaving uh, Ashfield uh, and they've brought in Michael Oliver from Hairstains. I think that was the appointment I read this week. Uh, you know, Hairstains, for, for people who don't know, is at the top amateur side. So I fully expect them to maybe, you know, next season be a little bit like what Ardeer's done or what would mm-hmm. be. Darvel's done to an extent, you know, with Mick Kennedy leaving a similar type background. So it's exciting. It's exciting times for all these teams. Do you think, you know, a team like Canvas Line, with the you say they're the best team you've come up against with the the finances behind them, with the the quality in the in the dugout as well as on the pitch. You know, they go up to the Premier next year. Can they can they compete in the Premier League? Easily, easily, honestly, you know. Providing they, providing they keep their squad, and they will keep their squad, I think. If you go sign with Camsling Ranger, a massive club guard, do you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. it would take, for, for players to move from, from that club, it would take a, probably a real big club. And even at that, I think they're well looked after there. So, no, Camsling would compete quite easily in the, in the Premier League for me. Hi, my name is Jamie Nesbitt, manager of Thornwood United. And you're listening to Down the Divisions. So moving on to, to Conference C, there's uh, Neilston atop, played 23, 55 points, level with them on 55 points, uh, and on having played 23 games at Drumchapel uh, United, uh, third place Peters Hill. They've got a couple of games in hand, in hand, and are on 51 points at the. Other end of the table, Lanark United propping things up on nine points from 23 games. Vale of Leaven, a uh, place above them, 16 points from 23 games and uh, a point better off than them in uh, 13th spot. Vale of Clyde, 21 games played. What, what do you make of this uh, this conference, Paul? Out the three conferences, I think this is probably, I'll be short term for saying it, probably the easiest conference I would have thought. I fancy Drum Chapel. I know they're on the exact same games and, and points as Nielsen, but I just think hope he'll pull that one out of the bag there. Uh, St. Rocks and Peters Hill have uh, good seasons. Again, some of the teams maybe from the lower divisions. Donny's going into Wisher. Uh, the surprise for me is Lanark at the bottom. I know I know that uh, they, strugg- they struggled Jamie had left, uh, but Colin Slater had went in there. And, you know, I think even Colin looked at the job, and I, I don't know, I've not spoke to Colin, but I presume he looked at that job and thought there's a bit of a mountain to climb here. But I don't know how Lanaka found themselves in that in that, in that that position. Uh, Only won one game all season. Yeah, and, and, and that shocked me. Uh, obviously, new manager. Uh, Simon Eels has gone in there and uh, I think he's signed one or two players but you know it's a step probably it's a step too far if you just look at the bottom uh, one bottom five teams that's how it's going to probably finish uh, and some of these teams have only got you know three or four games to play so 
I think the, the standing there, the exciting part of that league is definitely the running at the top, Nielsen and Drumchapel. And last but not least uh, is uh, Division 4, um, eight-team conference with uh, the, the additional teams that came in at the start of this season. Uh, currently, Kelsyth Athletic leading the way, 26 games played with 56 points. Uh, Finarter in second, uh, two games in hand they have over Kelsyth and they're just a couple of points back. Uh, you got Harmony Row in there. Um, they're a good 16 points behind uh, in third place with just a game in hand. And at the other end, Campbellton Pupils are propping things up there, 13 points from 21 games. Uh, and the, the, the BSC Glasgow, they're in second bottom, seventh spot, 16 points from 23 games played. I mean, Paul, I think you played Finart in a in a friendly with New Mains United at the start of the season. Uh, we've had the people from Harmony Row on speaking. Um, what, 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 your, what, your, what your views here? Can, can you see why Finart are up there challenging? I wasn't at the although we did we did play them, but I wasn't at the game. However, from what I hear, a gang battle, work hard, uh, we do, you know, the, the feedback I got would easily, you know, compete in the old division two, the juniors, uh, and it's from that and that that, that that I would probably tip them two games in hand over Kilsyth. Uh, I, I would probably tip them to to win that league, but obviously all of these teams. I propose to go up now uh, in the in, in, in the divisions, and then we'll touch on that because I've actually got a, a, a league standing of how things would look. Uh, Campbelltown pupils, obviously that's a that's a hard one for for anybody having to go up there. And I'd, I would I would love to hear feedback from clubs out there. If if any of the clubs that have played Campbelltown pupils out there want to get in touch with us, just to say you know. What was the appetite for the guys wanting to travel up there on the Saturday afternoon? Because, as I say, these teams are all proposed to to, to come into the new league setup, and I'm out. I'm out the game at the moment, so I could probably now make about a few more comments about things, and then probably won't get in trouble. But <laughs> obviously, I have nothing against new teams coming in. I, I said this at the beginning. I really don't. I think it's fantastic. You know. Get teams like Kilsyth in, get teams like Finart, Harmony Row, St. Peter's, get them in. Brilliant. No objections whatsoever. It's exciting. But it leaves us with a headache. And I'll go into the headache in a wee minute. If all these top clubs come in. And we were told at a meeting at the beginning the clubs could vote on whether these teams are coming in. I don't think that vote will take place, Gareth. These teams will automatically come up. I know there's ground criteria, but we touched on, uh, you know, even teams like St Caddox, where are they going to be ground sharing? Do they have their own ground? This is all part of the criteria for all these teams coming in. But my biggest concern, and I said it all those weeks ago, and you know where I'm going with this, Gareth, is... I think I do. Is how can you... How can we have more teams from Lanarkshire coming in. How can we have more teams from the Paisley area coming in? We are diluting our product. And this is the bit that I said it publicly in meetings. You know, nothing. I have nothing against Southside Athletic. They're top of the league. They've proved that they deserve to go up to the next league. But do we need two teams playing in Southside? You look at the Premier League, you look at Motherwell, I'm talking about the you know professional Premier League, Motherwell, 
Hamilton don't sell their grounds up? Does Lanarkshire need another semi-professional football team? I just think we need to be very, very careful. And from what I hear is the league's out canvassing. You look at Hart Hill, where Hart Hill, you know, have been a junior club for years, have struggled in that. What's other clubs' appetite this year for travelling away up to, to Campbelltown pupils? And I know I think we had Kenny on the show, and I think Kenny says to me, well, how do you think Campbelltown feel they've got to travel every second week? My argument to that is Campbelltown don't have to, they don't want to, where other teams might not have that choice. But I think what Division 4 has proved is there is teams in there that will compete, that, that will compete, and everyone that's in there deserves a chance to get in. I'm not saying that. But I think maybe later on when we touch on the league, the league tables, how they're going to do it, I don't know. I really don't know. Hi, it's Murdo McKinnon, Port Manager here, and you're listening to Down the Divisions. Well, as you talked about there, Paul, um, you mentioned it earlier, there was um, a provisional kind of uh, list of how the 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 four sections, the Premier Division, the First Division, the Second Division, and the Third Division, if that's what they are called, um, how they'll look next season based on the current standings, makes for quite interesting reading, Paul, and, and probably... Um, you know, you, you were talking about that that Division 4 as well. I mean, there's a whole discussion point around that as well. But talk us through these, these without, without going club by club, What when you actually see the it in Premier black and white. So the Premier Division now will become a 16-team league. Obviously, we don't know who's going to go up out of that, whether it's going to be Pollock or Auchinleck or Darville or who, whoever's going to go out of that, up out of that. But, you know... As it stands today, it would see teams like, you know, Ben Burb, Arthurley and, and Peters Hill all going in there. Canvas Lang Rangers who would compete no problem at all. So all the way through each division would be 16 teams in each league. So we'd have the Premier, first and second, which contains 16, 16 teams in linear leagues. Promotion and relegation at the end of the season out of it. And if I'm completely honest, on the balance of performance throughout the season, I think these leagues are very fair. Actually, the conferences for me have worked. You know, maybe Gart Cairn would feel that they, they've now got another year in, in the leagues if they're trying to have the ambition to go up to the Premier. But on balance, they've worked out. Here comes the problem with the teams from Division 4 coming up as we're now left with a Division 3 of 26 teams. I can only see them splitting that into an A and a B. And then how is that going to work? Is the A and the B, the winners of A play B at the end of the season to go up? I don't think that's fair in the linear structure because you could finish top of your division and still not get promoted. I still think anybody that wins a league has to get promoted, or they might just play as, as one league. Now, I'll come back to the voting system. How many of these clubs have actually said, right, we've now got our ground criteria that was set to them at the beginning? Are clubs actually going to get a vote to allow them in? I don't know. And what's the league's intention the next year 
Are they going to bring in another eight clubs? Please, for one minute, don't think that I'm against people. I've come from amateur football. I would have loved this progression route when I was in amateur football. I'm not saying it's the, the wrong thing to do, but uh, we need to make sure we've got the quality in there. And as I said, and I'm going to use Kilsyth, and I'll use Kilsyth because it was the, the club that I brought up at the meeting, along with, I think at the time, it was Blantyre Soccer Academy. I'd applied to get in. And my point being was, does Blantyre, you know, I've said about Lanarkshire, needing, doesn't need another team. Does Blantyre need another team? And whilst the league say, oh, yeah, but we spoke to clubs, we spoke to clubs. See, at the time, I think somebody, it might have been Glasgow United, had stood up. I think it might have been Hugh Kelly had said at that meeting. He says, Glasgow doesn't need another club. He was talking about Fanart and all that coming in because competition for players is so tough. And I just think, I don't know how they're going to deal with the 26 teams. And I don't know whether... A lot, sometimes when you go to these meeting Gareth, a lot of people just sit back and let it all happen. I don't know whether people stand up against it, people vote against it, I don't know. But I tell you one thing, as an ex-manager of a Division 2 team, I would hate to have done really, really well one year, got to the top and still never get out of that league because League A had to play League B or, or something like that in a playoff. Equally, though, I mean, I know you talk quite rightly, there could be other clubs coming in. I mean, 26 teams in that, in inverted commas, third division, you just need six more and you can split that in half and you, you've got the new teams and the newer teams could go into a fourth division, if you like, and it just becomes a division below the third division. But then that would possibly be unfair on your Harmony Rose, on who announced, you know, and expecting to come up in a division Arguably, but I guess whichever way you look at it, there's going to be, you know, whichever way you look at it, though, there's going to be, you can't keep everybody happy, can you? And that whether it's like yourself saying you can't win something and not go up. And um, and you can't, but then, you know, also, Kilsyth Athletic Manager would turn around and say to me, well, Paul, your team is new main. You know, how well did they, how well did they do? Should should we not, should there not be a relegation? Well, there was no promotion or relegation put in place at at the beginning, you know. So and there will be people out there that will say, you know, we are better than a lot of these teams, and I get it. And I'm not as I say, I'll, I'll reiterate, I'm not against it. I just think there needs to be some thought in it. Does the pyramid system of Scottish football need all these teams? I guess as well, we should mention that. On a night like tonight, when we are discussing things like this, we'd probably see if um, somebody from the West of Scotland League, Kenny Young, for example, would come on. They have a, I think they've got a board meeting, Paul, or committee it's meeting. Or, the league meeting tonight. League meeting tonight. So we weren't able to do that. But obviously, uh, in future episodes, uh, we'll get Kenny or somebody else on to possibly give us a little bit more bit more clarification on that, uh, that subject. But... You know, we've had so many talking points across the league, what with COVID and, um, you know, the consequences for that. Um, I guess this will be the the big talking point now that we're getting to. I mean, some teams have only got, what, four or five games left this season, haven't they, Paul? So when you get three. Yeah. So, I mean, it's getting very close to the point now where, where these things are going to be decided. So uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll watch with interest, Paul, and uh, see what comes of it. And, and as I say, get, get Kenny or somebody on. Um, quite soon so we can just clear up some of these grey areas.
Yeah, absolutely. Look forward to that. My name's Thomas Irvine, manager of Force Wanderers. You're listening to Down the Divisions. At the age of 35, Craig Menzies might have thought the big moves were behind him. But just over a week ago, he left St. Caddox for Premier League leaders Pollock. Craig signed an 18-month deal at Newlandsfield and joins us now. Craig, uh, were, you, were you expecting a move as big as this at this stage of your career, or did it come out of the blue? Uh, I kind of, kind of a bit of both. Uh, obviously, when I signed for St. Caddox in the summer, I had full intention of staying there for the season, if not longer, you know, I think... Uh, I was looking forward to a bit of a new challenge and, and looking at how we could try and get St Caddox as a club a wee bit of progression through the leagues. Uh, that didn't quite go to plan. Um, when Southie, the manager, was, was sacked uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, it kind of left it a wee bit, a wee bit unrest, a wee bit unsure what, what was going to happen. Um, not just for myself, for the rest of the boys, just to try to kind of give it a wee bit of time and see, see how Landly, um, and after the first maybe week or two, I kind of got my head around it and just thought, you know what, actually I'm just going to, you know, see out the season and and enjoy it there. Good boys, there, a great bunch of boys, and looking forward, to just you know, try to finish the season the high, and we were still in a semi final and, and whatnot. But then, to be fair, within about 20 minutes or so for leaving, the, the phone started going. Um, I think uh, he he'd also announced that he was leaving, and a couple of clubs obviously knew that I'd probably went there. I'd been with him for quite some time um, and there might be a wee chance that I'd be available. So over a week or two after that, uh, I had I think I had about seven or eight different clubs just asking what my position was. Uh, and, and I felt I, I was really torn, to be honest, whether or not to, to make a move or to, or to just stay put. I spoke to a couple of clubs and there was some, some good interest, you know, some Prem teams there that were of real interest to me. But then Murdy phoned me, maybe I think it was a Thursday, Friday night. He said he was in a, a, a defender and they did a couple of injuries would it, and just sounded me out with a Bikin. Bikin, you know, Pollock are a huge club, it's quite close to me, you know, they've, they've got brilliant facilities, stadium, whatever else. Uh, but then over the weekend, I think he got another injury, so that kind of speeded it up a wee bit and he was back on the phone uh, saying, listen, can we, can we make this happen? Uh, so I left it to the two clubs and, and they obviously struck a deal and then it was a bit of a choice between them and maybe a couple of other clubs and Bit of a tough decision again, you know, but at the end of the day, Pollock's massive and it's a great opportunity. As you say, at 35, I probably didn't expect to go and go back into the Prem and go and challenge for something, but that was really attractive. Um, so I was really, really involved to it. We obviously come up against you this year and I thought you were absolutely outstanding. I thought, you know, Southie had assembled a squad there that was quite easily could have went to the Prem and played in the Prem itself. Was it a shock to you that Southie had left or, or got sacked? Uh, aye, aye, it was. I'm not going to lie. You know, I've, I've had this conversation with a couple of people. I think um, I think there's no hiding that we'd probably be, we were all a bit disappointed with the, the way that the season had went. You know, albeit we were second in the league and we're still in a couple of cups. Realistically, you know, Canvas Lang were winning the league and, and they've, they've been in incredible form. They've been really consistent and we'd dropped some silly points. Um, so it left a bit of a position where promotion was, was really unlikely. Um however, um I still thought he'd, he'd at very least got the season to, you know, see it out and see where we where we ended up and try and get get um one of the cups. But I 
you look at the beginning of the season, I thought we had a, a very strong squad, great players, a, a few players, that, well, not a few players, pretty much every player of the team has played at a much higher level and, and absolutely could go and play at a, a much higher level. Uh, and I think that was shown when we played your Davos, your Kawin and Cumnock and, and these teams like that, we, we we more than competed and actually we you know we, we beat a couple of them and, and drew with others. Uh, I don't know whether or not it was just I, I, I genuinely can't explain it we've had this conversation with all the boys where we went wrong in some games we just dropped points and maybe didn't work hard enough and maybe not uh, get the rub of the green with quite a lot of injuries um, over the couple of months but you know it was a bit of a surprise I um, and I left a, a few boys not really sure where to go after that Do you think as well what whilst and I, I certainly know all the players have played at you know much higher level and things like that. This was ultimately St Caddick's first year as a club at this level, it was boys' club level before that. To bring everybody in, to create a club, to you know create a culture, to it's a big ask, isn't it? For for a club, it doesn't really matter kind of what your budget is to put all these players together in year one and go and challenge with a team like Canvas Lang Rangers because we touched on it. Uh, when we were going through the conferences about Canvas Lang Rangers, you know, they're a top side, experienced side, some real top quality players. Seems a little bit harsh uh, for, for the first year to assemble a team like that and to try and to do it in one year. How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And I think that's a bit of consensus across most people that I've spoken to. You know, we, we were. Uh, there's no beating about the bush, you know. We went, we wanted to go and get promoted. That was that was the aim, that was the target, um, and it, we assembled a squad that I believe was absolutely capable of doing so. And we started well. Um, I guess we came up against a, a Canvas Lang team that went, I think it was 13 games a bounce, so consistent. So when we did drop points, they punished us. Um, I think if he'd have probably said at the beginning of the season that he'd have had our points totally, he'd have probably thought he'd definitely be there or thereabouts. But you know, Canvas Lang were just so consistent. Uh, but, but I feel like there's some of that's excuses, you know. We, did, we didn't have, we've not got a home stadium, you know. We're playing at St Anne's, which is a great park, you know, fantastic place with great people. But it's a home park. It's no, you know, it's different. You're not playing at a home stadium. That, that, that's one thing I would say. Uh, no huge crowds in that league. And, and I think a lot of the boys are used to playing in, in, a, in a kind of an atmosphere as such. Uh, so there's lots of, lots of different factors, I think contributed to it but ultimately I think yeah I think year one uh, potentially uh, maybe would have, maybe would have been good but you know the the, the club decision and, and the, the, the go a different way and, and they've obviously brought John in now who's sure the best I, I think they'll, they'll get they'll, you know hopefully finish the season really strongly Do you see next year now Somebody had also said to me, and I don't know, I don't know how true it is that maybe the develop the stadium developments maybe a wee bit further down the line than than anticipated. They're probably going to have to maybe ground share again next year. Do you think it'll be a bit of a struggle for them in terms of keeping the nucleus of players? Obviously, Southie was the supposed the attraction there. A lot of guys like yourself would play for them. Do you think they'll, they'll, they'll struggle with that next year? I don't know. I mean, you're right. Quite a few boys did go there for South. You know, quite a few boys dropped down the league and and wanted to play with South and Pots and they knew them well and stuff. So there might be an element of that. But you know, the, the club's got lots going for it as well. You know, it's, it's ambitious. It's got 
it's quite central, so it, it helps in terms of location for, for people. Um, and I think that they'll ultimately go and try and sign and build on what they've got. So some players might move on, but that's football. Some players uh, will be quite comfortable and keen to stay and potentially pay a wee bit of, you know, being there for this year and hopefully go and push on next year. Um, if things pan out the way I expect, and obviously Campus Lang go and win the league, that league is going to be really difficult. It's going to be, you know, a number of teams coming down. It'll be a real challenge for, for any team. So uh, it will be a, it will be a really tough league. So it'll be interesting to watch on. I'm more disappointed. The last time we had you on the show, you said that you were coming to give me a dig out when you when you were finished at St Cardiff's, and obviously. You opted for Murdy instead, and Gareth, you witnessed that as well. He said that, didn't he? It's on record, it's on tape, Paul. Uh, it's on record as well. So, so, you'd, already, you'd already left by then, otherwise I'd have been on the phone. Did, had I left? Aye, I think you had. I'm back, back then, so, <laughs> so you would have chose me over Murdy anyway. <laughs> but, uh, no, but all serious is Paul, what a club. Exciting, get a crowd. Easily going to, you know, must be exciting the thought of even going up and playing in the Lowland League aye. if they win the league or if they get there. But I'm sure they will. Aye, all of that, you know, I've spoken to Muddy a couple of times through the years and, and it's never quite right in terms of timing. I, I'd been at Grenafton for, for so long and I loved it down there. I made, you know, brilliant memories and great great friends down there. Uh, but when Paul, when Paul did show an interest, you know, I've played there God knows how many times through my career and, and I love playing there. The, the stadium's great. You know, there's, there's a real good fan base there. The pitch is brilliant. Um, and everything I'd heard prior to going there was it was a really well-run club. Great people um, and, and they really make you feel part of something. Uh, so once I spoke to, to Murdy, and obviously I knew a lot of the players as well for playing against them. So I knew, you know, there's no they're top of the league for a reason. You know, they've got great players in, in, in every position. They've got great squad depth as well. So for me, it was a bit, a bit of an opportunity to go and test myself again at, at, at that top league. I've got no doubt about it that you know, if, if I say some of my best performances this year were against the same teams that we played, both in cups and friendlies, and I, I feel I'm probably suited to playing in, in that league probably a bit more than what I was in the other league. Um, but no, it was there's there's no doubt about it. It's a great club, and, and having been there a couple of weeks already, um, you see that within you know a couple of hours of signing, and you've got. Texting you, Dale asking, you know, what size you're getting all your stuff ready for, for the Saturday. You've got the social media guys texting you asking for wee quotes um, to go on to go on their, their Twitter and Facebook, etc. So there's, there's lots behind the scene that's really exciting as well. Um, the fact they're top league, you know, huge games coming up. I looked at the the fixtures list um, just after coming off the phone that first conversation, and. They- I think they've got Davo, Clyde Bank twice in Talbot all in February. You know, if, if you don't want to go and play in games like that in front of big crowds, then, then what are you doing it for? You know, that's 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 what you want to be there. Uh, also, so yeah, huge opportunity. Um, I'll be, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what you know about Dennis Stark particularly well. Um, I was uh, Murdy showing real faith in me and threw me in my debut against Lags. Um, and I'm, I've played the first 45 fine by winning 1 0. Into the second half, and I pulled up and tore one of my thigh muscles. Fifty minutes into my debut, so a bit of a, a sore one. Uh, being at the physio, and they were sitting there reckoned then maybe forty-six weeks or so. But I, I'm quite a bit better already. I'm hoping that I can get back out in the pitch sometime sometime next week, um, and and hopefully be back before. Well, I, I, we play Canberra. Uh, sorry, Clyde Bank this week. I'll not make that, but potentially 
in on, on the training field next week or the week after. So, not a great start. <laughs> and, will we, and will we get enough league games in to get a winner's medal? Should you win the league? Ah, I don't know. I don't want to be. I've got one of them. I, I, I'll just... I'm only joking, but it's all seriousness. Whatever I can contribute to it, you know, I just want to go in there and, and, and see if my role there is to go and push it the boys and help see them over the line and, and try and just win games and then, then you know I'll do that. Um I want to play. I think I'm 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 ready well I was ready to play once I'm back but I'm I'm hopefully going to push them and to try and get into that starting eleven. Um but there's great competition there so for me it's what can I contribute to try and go and get them over the line. Just as well tell us about Murdo and and, and from what you've seen around the the squad so far, Craig, did you do you see uh a club conditioned for these final weeks and, and ready for that battle? Aye, absolutely. I mean, within, you know, the first training session, I could see the intensity, the tempo, you know, it was it was really, really impressive. And as I said before, I, I know a lot of the players I've played against, so, you know, your hands and your forwards and all that for, for, for a number of years. Uh, I know the quality they've got, and that's quality in every single position. You know, I'm even looking at the bench and the guys that I'm stood in the stand with on, on Saturday, and I'm thinking, wow, like, you would walk into pretty much every team in the league. So it's, it's real strength and depth there. Um, and I think I think it's a, it's a good culture as well. You know, they all work hard and they all fight for each other. Saturday's game was probably a prime example. I, don't, I think uh, Murdy said himself, we didn't play particularly well. Um, ben Bob ha- had... A, a, more than a decent shout for a draw in it, but but then you know we ground out a win and we scored scored a goal late on, which I think you know from previous experience that's a really good sign when you're winning games and you're, and you're not playing particularly well. Uh, I think I think there's something like seven clean sheets in a row, which is just incredible, really, uh, at that level. And is I know we're talking about you playing. You mentioned you're 35, but is uh, you're already looking at life after football you know coaching and these kind of things anything like that interest you for when that that day does arrive uh, hopefully it won't be for a while but um, you've got you to think about these things I've been asked that by a couple, a couple of people and to be honest I, I don't really think about it too too much I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still really keen to play as much as I possibly can and potentially as long as I can I still feel fit and sharp and I feel get through games no problem so I'm hoping uh, and to be honest I don't particularly want to straddle that to you know I've seen people who have went in and done player coach thing and, it, and it, I don't think it works particularly well um, to be honest I've not got much ambition or motivation to go and be a manager um, I see the time commitment that these guys have to put into it and uh, busy job and two young kids and I just don't feel like I've got the the, the time and the, the headspace to do it justice. Um, I think if you're going to do it, you're all in, and, and I, I don't know if I'd have the time. Um, so potentially coaching later down the line, but I just want to play. I just want to play as long as I can, um, and I'll come to that bridge once the legs start working. Well, Craig, thanks for thanks for joining us uh, on the show this week, and uh, well done on the move, and uh, we obviously wish you the best of luck with that, and um, you know you can get back back out on that pitch soon. No, no, cheers for having us. Hello, my name's Willie Kinneborough, manager of Gap Cairn. You're listening to Down the Divisions. And now it's time for Mark Mackay to tell us who was this week's Best of the West. Last week's Best of the West saw Cumbernauld beat Oven Meadow at Guy's Meadow. 
It was a Derry McNabb header that gave the Meda a 1-0 half-time lead. It was McNabb's first goal for the Ayrshire side. In what seemed to be a game of two halves, then all made it one each, with a goal from Stephen McDevitt, and then took the lead just three minutes later when Liam Gormley made it 2-1. Clark Thompson converted from the penalty spot to put the all 3-1 in front, before the goal scoring for the day was finished off by David Cameron. The final score, Cumbernauld 4, the Meda 1. It was Cumbernauld's first win in six games, and the Meda had won the last two before Saturday's game. With everybody knowing in the Premier this year that seven teams face relegation, the last four months of the season will only have loads of more for symptoms. My name is John McEwen, the manager of Shots Bonacord, and you're listening to Down the Division. Before we finish up, we'll clear up the Down the Division's decider. So uh, we'll see if Paul's got his Highland League club sorted out here. Uh, this week, I'm looking for the club from SPFL League One all the way down, uh, whose, uh, whose roots are attached to a school, and their first captain was a teacher. Uh, after having several applications knocked back, they were accepted into the Highland League in 1994 after Inverness Cali and Inverness Thistle merged and joined the senior ranks. Uh, former boss is ex-Rangers and Hearts player Davy Kirkwood, and they are recognised as the most northerly professional club in the UK. Over to you, Paul. So, I'm going to just have a guess, Gareth, because I really... I need to apologise to all our listeners in the Highland League. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, and did you say it's the furthest, the, the furthest yeah. club north? I don't know if John and Groach has got a team, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Brora Rangers. Wrong. So the clue was the roots are attached to a school. Right. So another word for a school. Academy? Right, okay. A Wick Academy. There we go, Paul. There we go. There we go. Furthest north. Oh, I better better luck next time. Normally you put it out of the bag. I know, but that was a a toughie. The biggest test will be to see if uh, our good friend Des Roach got it it right. Des might have got it. uh, I'm I'm sure he would tell us he's got it anyway. Well, if I, if I don't get a text on Saturday morning, we know uh, we know he's come up short. Well, we'll, we'll see, we'll see, but uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors, 44 Creative. Go to www.44creativehq.com if you're looking for a photographer, graphic designer, videographer or video editor or a solution for your website. And don't forget, you can get in touch with your comments or suggestions for people to speak to. Uh, or if you'd like your audio featured on the show, our email address is down the divisions at gmail.com. That's down the divisions at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Do leave a comment, which helps others find us, and subscribe to get alerts when our latest episode is released. We'll be back next Friday on Down the Divisions. Mm-hmm.